Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the lovely Anahita Shervini. Thank you for joining us, Anahita. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Anahita, tell us about your business. What is it that you do? My business name is Google Bags, uh, and I provide uh, eco-friendly reusable bags for food storage uh, to families, uh, mostly busy moms. Uh, who want to be eco-friendly and they want an easy and practical way to do it and they want to mostly save time, money, and energy and spend it on their family. So when you're saying like eco-friendly in the bag, but what does that mean? So if I'm looking to buy from you, what am I getting? So um, you're getting cotton reusable bags. Uh, it's We have four different products. Uh, it's either a snack and sandwich bags to take snacks on the go. And these are all 100% inside and out uh, cotton and everything is made in Canada. The beauty of uh, using cotton bag is that your food stays fresh longer because cotton breeds and food likes to breathe. And the other kind of bags that we have is for storing vegetables in the uh, fridge. And the, these bags will keep your vegetables fresh and crisp up to 10 days. Oh, that's a big thing because so many of us busy moms go out with the best intentions and we get all these vegetables and then we just don't have time to deal with them and we get these lovely soupy, goofy messes <laughs> on of our veggie drawers. Exactly. That's why uh, we emphasize on um, that these bags help you save money because we spend uh, so much money on grocery and uh, on produce and we end up throwing uh, out more than we eat. And uh, that's not good for the environment or our pocket. No, you totally love that. So do you ship to Calgary, dear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the plus side, uh, these are very easy to care for. So uh, when you're done and it's time to wash them, you just throw them in the washer and dryer and they're good to go for the next five years. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I see. I love hearing about all the new and amazing things to make life and business better. <laughs> yes, thank you. And what is your family situation, Anahita? Uh, I'm married with two children. Uh, I have a son, twelve years old, and a daughter, ten. Oh my! So you're you're in those lovely preteen years. Exactly. And we kind of started teen years kind of early. He started being a, like he started his uh, tantrums. 
at the age of 18 months. Oh. <laughs> and I'm thinking the teenage years is coming earlier for me, too. <laughs> is, is he going to be one of those children that's going to grow up to be a great leader if you can survive his teenage years? <laughs> I believe so. He has very good ideas and he he's persistent. Oh, that's that's important. So many so many people, let alone kids, just give up the moment something isn't easy. Not him. He's a negotiator and he has persistence. Not for the right things at this time, but <laughs> I'm sure it will be it will be great when he grows up and he kind of figures out his values and stuff like that. Yeah, he's got the skill set. He just has to figure out where the best place to put it. And that sometimes takes a while. Yes, exactly. Thinking back to when you were a kid, when did you discover that money was something that was important and you needed to pay attention to it? I was born and um, raised in Iran. And uh, I moved to Canada. Um, like I was an adult when I moved to Canada, uh, well into my adulthood. Um, then in Iran, um, I think I was in high school or, uh, yeah, middle school and high school that I could see the difference, not the money wise, but the, uh, difference in families and how people dressed. And I would kind of be aware of what I'm taking to school and whatnot. And I would feel um, empathy for people who didn't have as much I had, or I would feel the difference of, you know, um, class or difference of your um, financial situation for between me and the others. But to be honest, noticing money, I can't say I did until I was like, going to like until I was 18 and I started working and it's a different culture I have to uh, mention that um, kids don't start working until they way out of college or university most of the times they live with their parents and most of the times they don't even move out until they get married so I learned about money and how to budget um, while I was 19 and I was working um, but that was the age that I learned about money and how to budget. I was very good at it. Hey, you know what? That's a good and important thing. So, so question, growing up in Iran and then moving, moving to Canada as an adult and now raising children in Canada, what are some of the biggest differences in, in terms of how money is thought about and talked about and handled between the two cultures? Oh my God. I have, I have difficulty understanding it myself. <laughs> let alone teaching it to my kids. Um, One of the things is that, well, when I was a kid and I was in Iran, you wouldn't see toys in grocery stores. There was a toy store separate and there was like not that many of them. You wouldn't walk in a department store or a grocery store and you would be bombarded with all these gadgets and toys and stuff like that is completely different here. You can't escape anything. Like uh, the other day, my son was saying, can you stop at 7-Eleven? They have this uh, fidget spinner that I want. I said, well, 7-Eleven is not a place to sell fidget spinner, but they sell. Yep. Uh, one of the problems is that, that I have to kind of manage my way around it. And the other is that 
well, not now, but then when I was living in Iran and I was learning about budgeting and finances, um, I was dealing with cash. And I had this, this called envelope budgeting. Mm-hmm. I had these envelopes and I felt, always felt abundant. And I always had money for everything that I wanted because I was, had, I had these envelopes and I had cash to put in all of those. Um, living on, like spending on credit card kind of pushed me out of my balance. Kind of, I'm, I'm, I can be unbalanced. I have to be, uh, using different tools to be able to get myself on budget and on discipline. And that's something that I struggle with personally. But teaching about money, I have, um, to my kids. I'm very open minded. So, um, I have a tough time being organized to give them allowance. And I don't believe in allowance that much. But, uh, they get like, with their birthday money and their uh, Christmas money or our New Year money, uh, we kind of sit and talk about how you save, how you uh, give away, how much you give away, what do you do with your money. Um, it's a very open topic in our house. Which is, which is wonderful, but still extremely rare. <laughs> is it? Oh, it is. It is. Um, what I what I have found um, being in the industry and, and teaching and doing all this stuff for the past 24 years is money is a more taboo subject than sex. I understand. Yeah, I can see that when it comes up when, uh, you know, different friends and family members are around. Now I get uh, now I get at why they don't feel comfortable. <laughs> so, like you said, one of the, one of the issues we have. Now, and it, it, it's definitely here, and I, I don't know that many places around the world, but how it's different from when I was a kid, like, um, not even just the fact that I grew up in a very rural area, but no, we didn't, like, we had, like you said, grocery stores, and a toy store was a rare thing, and it was completely separate, and now we have, like, the, the, the super stores where you can get pretty much everything, or the Walmart super centers, and, and, and 7-Eleven used to be just for like your slushies and things like that. Now you can get fidget spinners and gift cards and, and prepaid phones and everything else under the sun, it seems. I know. Yeah. That makes it very difficult to kind of raise kids who are content with what they have. Well, everything about our society is set up to get people to feel unhappy with where they are. And if you buy this, you'll feel better. It's very market driven. By making people feel inadequate. Unfortunately, I agree. Yeah. So it's always the challenge. And with having your two kids, and they're they're old enough to be aware of things. How? What are the questions they're asking, and how are you seeing them respond to money and all the messages around them? They don't see the value of um, money as the way we see it, because they're not making the money themselves. They kind of, um, you know, and it's, it's, I understand from their point of uh, view, it's very difficult to be a kid in this kind of society and see all different things happening around you and you want everything. We adults have problems with that, let alone being a kid. Yeah. And, um, every day in school, something comes up. Every day something gets hit. And they want it. And then we have to 
go over want and need and how much it costs and think about like if you were going to make 10 bucks an hour, how many hours you had to work to get that money to spend on this thing that it will be garbage next week. Yeah, because you'll, you'll, you'll want the next new thing. Exactly. And they, well, they, they, as soon as they get what they want, it's like the other best thing. It's like a, uh, for a, uh, as an entrepreneur, I'm always, I always watch out for the shiny object. Mm-hmm. This is it for them. They work so hard to get that fidget spinner. And then two weeks after, fidget spinner is an old uh, school, um, you know, fidget toy. Oh, so they're already out of style, are they? they almost. Almost is out of style. And then now they want the fidget block that has lots of clicks on it. Like, <laughs> it's never ending thing. And I, I know it has an age. Like when they were toddler, they were like super hip about super Superman and then superheroes. And then it turned into something else. I know it will end, but the culture and the thinking behind it, I'm worried about that. Uh, that they kind of know that if they have the money, if they worked for it, for like some difficult chores that they have to do around the house, or they have birthday money, they can get these kind of stuff. But I see a challenge that they're kind of relying on the money that they haven't earned yet. Mm. In their head, they're spending money that they don't have on the things that they want. Yeah, for for right now. So they're already being sucked into the get into debt yes. trap. Not both of them, but uh, I can see that the other person will follow. <laughs> So, so do you find that that your that your two kids have very different money personalities, or are they relatively similar in how they think and do things on that subject? I believe they have different money personality. Um, well, I'm not going to mention who and who because then I have to I have to uh, you know pay for it if they listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them is very adamant to save the money. Mm-hmm. And spend it quickly, uh, but very aware of his or her money issue. <laughs> the other one um, doesn't spend money, but doesn't know how to save either. Like her, his money lies around. And uh, when you ask what happened to it, um, have no idea. Uh. Yeah. So different personality. I think they will get to... Hopefully a healthy relationship with money, which, you know, all my lectures and being on it on a constant basis. Uh, but at this time, uh, I have to be on top of things. Yeah. So, so when you say you want them to have a healthy relationship with money, what does that mean to you? That means to me that I want them to, uh, first of all, uh, feel right and happy to make money. Uh, like, I don't know, some old, at olden times, they taught us like people who have money, they kind of, they didn't make it the right way and stuff like that. And money is dirty. I don't want them to feel that way. I want them to feel good about themselves making money. At the same time, I want them to feel at 
at the same time that they save money, I want to enjoy their money too. Because they they can go both both ways can be wrong. It need there need to be a balance. I've seen people uh in my life, um way, way older than me, uh families that um they had a lot of money. But if you looked at them, you would you would think that they're living in poverty. The money was there for their, you know, uh, grandkids and great grandkids to be used, not themselves. And I don't think that's the right thing. At the same time, people who earn money and lose their money immediately, that's not healthy either. So it, there needs to be a balance of saving money for future and enjoying it right now. Oh, very, very much so. And like when you're talking about the the negative beliefs that people have about money and stuff like one of the things that that I heard not so much at home but it was definitely a very common saying in the community and that when I was growing up that like money is the root of all evil and yeah like you said people believing that well people that may have a lot of money obviously couldn't have earned it like honestly they had to yeah. give somebody off and things like that and then these people grow up having these very mixed messages they want money because they want to be able to do have the nice house and go on the vacations and do the things but then they also have this this very conflicting belief that well money's bad and if i have money then that makes me bad and stuff and then they wonder why there's so much torment in their lives (laughs) true exactly like um i haven't heard it uh in my family either but uh it was uh kind of implemented in the society like you could you could feel it in people's eyes or um, talks that came up. And so, yeah, we need to be aware of, of the balance so that, yes, it's okay to make money and, and, and as long as you're doing it honestly. And, yes, you can do it honestly. And exactly. Yes, yeah. you can in, enjoy it. Like, one of the things, like, my grandparents worked so hard. Like, they were always working. And they, we found out after my grandfather passed that there actually was quite a bit of money but they never spent any of it on themselves or like went on a vacation or did anything other than 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 work and live in this very scarcity mindset yeah that that's yeah that's sad i think people need to i don't know it's abundance right and you don't need a lot of money to feel abundant uh, you just need to, um, I don't know, somehow um, be able to see the value of what you have in your life and be able to enjoy it as whatever you have, right? Yeah, it's 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 a balance for enjoying now and preparing for the future. Exactly, that comes yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what what I'm what I'm seeing more and more is. You're not seeing many people in the middle anymore, like, that are the balance. It's it's one or the other. Like, you'll get the money hoarders and stuff, the ones that save everything for the future, and we can't spend anything now because who knows what's going to happen. And then the ones that they spend everything they get as soon as they get because, well, I, I can't count on tomorrow, so I'm not going to plan for it at all. Exactly. It's It's one side or the other I'm finding more and more of. Yeah, it's starting to change, but the change is coming um, very slowly. And that's unfortunately how most good and important things go, very, very slowly. 
the bad stuff can come very fast. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, I think that people who actually go out there and research this and find other people who are doing it, they're making those changes for themselves, but it's not very obvious yet for the majority of people. Yeah, but if it for the people that are doing it, like. I find in the general population, yeah, there's a lot of people that, like you said, are living with their head in the sand or the the exact polar opposite, but more in the circles that I run with, because like with entrepreneurs and, and things like that, they're always working on learning and growing and improving. So they're doing stuff and they're making the steps, but especially in the beginning, it doesn't look like anything because you're looking at the outside results, which take time. Yeah, yeah, true. So to to, to finish up here... If you could make sure that your kids learn three lessons about money when they move out of the house so that you feel you have been successful as a mom in teaching them the important lessons, what are the three things you would want your kids to know? Spend money if only if you have it. Don't spend on credit card or on credit. And um, just the money. Work hard, be honest. And um, I think the most important thing is that be grateful for, you know, whatever you have, and then everything else will come together. Those are very, very good lessons. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day as a business owner and mom to join us. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful talking to you. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundation's Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.